Yeah, nor like no one has a hard goal on that show. So I don't know, like season or yeah, season one was fine, and I thought it was you know silly and fun. And then I turned on season two, and I was like, this is no judgment if you like it. It's just not my. I'm very hard on reality TV shows. Like mm-hmm. The Circle, loved it. It was funny. Cannot be beat. First Cannot of all. be beat. Mm-hmm. But too hard to handle. I was more just like, wow. These 12 or however many people truly think that this is all that what life's about is looking hot. And I am going to vomit. So, Oh, I really enjoy watching that because they aren't usually that smart or anything. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I can read. You probably can't. I feel <laughs> like it's fair. It makes you feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You're laughing, but if you were like, first date, what's your favorite book? Yeah. What are they going to say? Like nothing. Crickets, yeah. That's yeah. a book. Well, that there was a girl. I see. I watched the watched up until I think everyone arrived, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" But the one girl's a lawyer. So that's true. I didn't like her at first, but then she grew on me. Actually, yeah. I mean, I I didn't mind her. Go. I was also like really stressed from work when I tried to watch it, and yeah, not at all. How many did you get through? (laughs) Literally half of the first episode. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't even see the switch. Yeah. No, I knew it was coming, but that's fair. I just love. Well, are you going to watch it? Lay it on me, homie. I don't care. I still just love the switch. Like, having the fake host and everything. He comes out. Oh, he came out. He came out. Oh, okay. you saw that part? I did see that part. So you he saw when they like, learned they can't coming masturbate? Coming for the party tonight. Like, he was like, come to the party tonight. See it all there tonight. Okay, well, at the party, he's like, like hey, guys. How's uh-huh. it going? Getting frisky. And like, oh, yeah, we're getting crazy. <laughs> That's great, because actually I'm not your host. This is your host. And then it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Lana rises. (laughs) And everyone, like, because they know now, like, is this too hot to handle? (laughs) No. No. They're freaking out. (laughs) Like, absolutely not. We will not be here. Yes, you are, bitch. For $100,000? Yeah, I think you will be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they switch up the rules, too, about the money, which is nice. Yes. Because it's not all, not all of them get it, which I thought was great. What? I think it's great, but I'm pissed about who won. I am mad. Because too. I, yet again, are you going to watch it? There was spoiler Sarah. alerts for anybody who wants to. That's not me. Marvin wins. And that is some bullshit to me. Why? Yeah. Because the whole time, I feel like somewhere down the line, he figured out if he didn't couple up, he wasn't going to have a shot at winning. Because he wanted nothing to do with Melinda for the first like six weeks. Yeah. And she was like, I wish me. Okay. Because what they did differently so again, first season, they all split up the money, yeah. however evenly, even the people who like messed up the most yeah. and like lost the most money made zero sense. Yeah. But now one person gets the money, but everyone there who's still there gets to vote for the person they want to get the money. So it's you like the top. There's three Correct. finalists. So there's three finalists. They have to vote for the three. But I'm like, the bros are going to vote for each other. Yeah. Like. Unless you're super coupled up. Yeah. Honestly, I thought. Cam should have won the bro who like saved that girl the whole time. Yes, he was cringy, but you also did see him grow. Like he was the one with the weird eyes. He's the one who he looks like someone. Hold on, he looks like um Eddie Redmayne. Like he's all teeth. Here I'll show you. He's a white guy with tattoos and just teeth. Okay, I don't think it's the weird eyed guy. But they are still dating. Oh, are they? Yeah, they moved in together. Yeah. Well, you know what? Good for him. I was obsessed with her personally. Sorry, out of the finalist, oh, I wanted yeah. Cam to win. Oh. Out of everyone, I wanted his girlfriend to win because I just yeah, obsessed her. with her. So it was 
Kim's... Oh, yeah. Okay, no, not him. No, no yeah, no. I totally think she should have, honestly. She was the best one on the yeah. whole show. Because she was the one, like, she kept, like... Is it about popularity that gets you? And do you vote every, like... Is it no, one, it's literally, like, all at the end. I do think it's kind of like a popularity contest also, at the like, end. But also, like, I did see him, like, opening up. Like, he was showing sides himself apparently he never showed before. Yeah. I was in love and with And maybe him. we're... Because uh, I'm sure there's so much more, like, hours and hours yes. of footage that we're not seeing yeah. that... Maybe. But still, I was so bitter. Because I actually wanted... Carly, right? That's her name? The girl? Yeah. I kind of thought she should. Crickets. I don't know. I beg a differ. But I'm glad we have these opinions. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. You what? Beg a differ? I beg a differ. Do you... <laughs> I beg a differ. I use a Swiffer and my floors are always spotless. <laughs> what you want? Are you mean? Are you being serious? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> beg to differ. Beg to differ. Yes. That sounds wrong. No, it's beg to differ. No, I ma'am. beg to differ. Mm-hmm. Beg a differ. <laughs> Make a different just rolls right out, don't it? <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> oh, I love when these things happen. Oh. Well, I beg a different um, for a different conversation. Welcome <laughs> to Sinister Sunrise. I am Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Erin. Um, grammar 101. <laughs> as, so, I'm, oh, as I'm bagging, only people are like, oh, they can't even read a book. Read a book. <laughs> I'm begging for they can't. <laughs> Rule number one, I'm number one. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm crying. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo, alright. Well, I will beg to differ <laughs> that this conversation does... Wait, you did... It's going to go in a different direction. Speaking of Netflix, though, mm-hmm. which is where Too Hot to Handle is watched. Yeah, yeah. We're taking it back for a group episode on another Unsolved Mystery. Bo, bo, bo. Mm-hmm. Bo, bo. Thank you. You're welcome. And I liked that. I was trying to hear the bass in there for you. Bo, bo. <laughs> I feel like I can feel all my chins come together, though, as I'm trying to just pull the deepest part yeah, of you my... You notice how you had to, like... Pull, like, all I have to do is go, hmm, like, <laughs> barely moving. Oh, there's the baby. <laughs> there's the little chinny chin chin. <laughs> Ugh, I hate it. But I love food, so can't be that mad. It's a give and a take. <laughs> it's a give and a take. I will say, I'm too hot to handle, just for one more second. I finally came to terms with how that guy in high school was like, Sarah's really hot, but she makes weird faces. <laughs> because Carly's really attractive, but she had a double chin 60% of the time because she just holds her face weird. <laughs> oh, Carly, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. We're Gucci. Yeah. So, you, so is that your validation that you could be on the show? No, it's validation that I shouldn't be ashamed of all my faces. Okay. We're yeah. both. Are both, bitch. Mm-hmm. If they had like a... Too average to handle. I'd be like, hey, get at me, girl. <laughs> Bitch, I would rule. Oh, that would be more interesting. Can we just be honest? Like, a normal person. Like, everybody loves, it's like all the basic white bitches. Yes. I love Starbucks and dogs. And all summer, you can't have any coffee. Whoa. Your real side comes out then. You would mm-hmm. actually see what kind of person I am. No caffeine. No alcohol. Oh. Honestly, it'd be a scary situation. I would just probably be like a five-year-old, just real slap happy all the time. 
I don't know. I guarantee I would break rules. Like, I would lose us money on caffeine. Especially if they make you go to bed a certain time, make you wake up at a certain time. I get anxious at bedtime. Sarah's going to have like a mirage of a Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) They have like a... Army crawling. (laughs) They have like Red Bull vending machines, like a coffee pot in each room and they know when to use it. (laughs) Sarah, why are you just seductively leaning against the pole? Mm -hmm. Do you not see the caffeine here? (laughs) Is this not one giant Red Bull? Red Red Bull? Red Bull pole? Red Bull pole? (laughs) <laughs> uh with that yeah uh aaron i think you are kicking off our group topic today yeah yes. take it away aaron you're very tanned by the way yes thank I couldn't you really tell upstairs you look very tan oh, thank you tan or slightly red i, I always like feel like i have tan. a red tint okay well <clears throat> maybe it's your lighting upstairs because you don't have a red tint down here well thank you're also wearing you. a red shirt yes that's true thank you. i have i'm always pink so mm-hmm I went on a float trip this weekend, so it might have been from oh, that. It was almost the weekend of float trips. Yeah, it was fun. Almost didn't get to float. I heard. Yeah. Why? Uh, because the river was high, and they were debating on, <laughs> well, did you guys get go? off drugs? <laughs> <laughs> we heard, like, so many different things, because we usually get on at 10, uh, around 10 in the morning, and then they push it back to, like, 1 p.m. So it was, oh. yeah. No, we uh, got to float just fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. We just had to get off at a different spot. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Set up a little different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty quick boat trip, too, but just with how high and fast the river was going. I'm glad you got my joke. Thank I, you. Yeah, oh, I'm wait, really... what'd you say? It wasn't that great. It was a, a dad joke. Because the, the river was so high. And he's like, she's Are you so talking high. about drugs? Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I kind of. It a bad joke. We go like, ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. You know, like the count for oh, the- oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> anyway, 78 yes. coming at you. Is it 78 for sure? Yeah. It is for sure. Mm-hmm. We may have posted it. Well, yes, this is 78. <laughs> we posted 77 when the episode was 76. I fixed it kind of in the wording on the Facebook post, but. The cover still says 77. So. <laughs> Maybe you can make one that says, like, 77. actually P-T- 77. <laughs> actual 77. Yeah, like a little, like, whatever that, like, triangle, like, symbol is. Yeah, actually 70. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking, what if we just do the same exact picture and I put for real this time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Because, fun fact, everyone, I make them. So, she um, does. I am the first line of defense and I never get it. Do you make them on Canva? I do. I learned how to use Canva. It's not, I mean, it's not hard, but I had to use it for my work newsletter. Isn't it fantastic? Like, Who is this very, I mean, it's very, I, I am so, like, I'm like, wait, is that centered? Oh, wait, is it been there? But, like, for fun stuff, like a picture, I think would be very fun. For a newsletter, I was like, that one line just looks, hurt. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we got another creative in the house. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know me. No, Canva takes you from like zero to 13 so fast. Ooh. Even in like the free shit. I went ahead and paid the $3 for the background remover because that's all it is. Oh. One time fee. Oh, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, the more we know. Yeah. What's not nothing is this case. And yes. here we go. Yes. So this... That we'll be covering today. This story is the murder of Patrice Endress. And for those who may not have watched this episode, it is episode two on Netflix, season one of Unsolved Mysteries. So I'll just be going over like the backstory of the case and the facts. Yep. 
spit straight facts. It's, or, on Netflix, it's called 13 Minutes. 13 Minutes, 13 yes. 13 Minutes. Mm-hmm. On April 15th, 2004, in Cumming, Georgia, the uh, Forsyth County Sheriff's Office received a call from a local who had shown up at their afternoon appointment at Tambor's Trim and Tan Salon, only to find their hairdresser, 38-year-old Patrice Endres, nowhere to be found. What was especially strange was the fact that Patrice's Chevy Tahoe was there, but parked in an unusual position. She would always back into the spot on the side of the building and use the side entrance to get into the salon. This time, however, she was parked horizontally in front of the salon near the same sign she parked by, but this time she was like parked in front of it. I will say if you look up pictures and like if you're facing the salon, it's not huge. It's like a one like station like salon. I think yes. in total they had two total stations. That's all that was really yeah. important. Mm-hmm. And like if yes. you're facing the salon and like you're looking at it on the left hand side, you could clearly still see her car and like the whole building if you're on the street. Yes. Yeah, just to give you like a perspective of mm-hmm. it's it d- different, but it's not like far away from the salon door or it's still like within an L shape yes. of the building. Yeah. yeah. But still a bit out of place. Exactly. And the hood of the car facing west. Sheriff Ron Freeman and other officers arrived at the scene and made note of Patrice's vehicle. They wondered if she had moved it because someone needed their car jumped or if something more sinister had happened and someone else had used and moved the car. Officers then entered the salon and searched for any clues that could help them determine what happened to Patrice, but sadly little evidence was discovered. The cash uh, register was found open and it had been emptied out. Patrice's purse with cash inside appeared untouched and her car keys had been left on the desk. Food that seemed to be her lunch was found near the microwave, and that was all of the evidence they found at the scene. I did read, I don't know if you're touch on this, but they couldn't pull any DNA because it's a hair salon, so there's hair everywhere. I honestly didn't even think of that. That's That's like another reason why they couldn't pull anything. Yeah. Yeah, no it, hair sample would yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, if my mom gets murdered, she's fucked. Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, if you get murdered in your salon. Yeah. Also, though, my mom could definitely be a suspect because, like, sh- like hair stick to her shoes all the time, so she's always carrying around chunks Ooh. of other people's. Teeth. Or if she commits a crime, she could inadvertently leave someone else's DNA at the scene. Mom, you've got options. <laughs> You're <See> welcome. <laughs> we want to cut. Yeah. <laughs> a search of the area was conducted, but there was no sign of Patrice. Investigators had so little to go off of, they couldn't definitively say what had happened. Was it a robbery? Had Patrice been kidnapped? Did she just walk away from her life? Investigators had no idea. Patrice's son, 15-year-old Pistol, was in his biology class when a school resource officer came in and asked him to follow him into the office. The officer asked if Pistol had heard from his mother that day. Pistol said he hadn't, not since Patrice had dropped him off at school that morning. When the officer told him his mother was missing, Pistol tried calling her on his cell phone. Patrice would typically call back right away if she missed her son's calls. After three attempted calls with no answer, Pistol knew that something was wrong. Thinking back on that morning, nothing about Patrice's behavior stood out to him. He woke up and got ready for school like any normal weekday. He did say he got into an argument with his mom. I guess about leaving early so he could see his girlfriend before the bell rang and classes yep. began. I mean, typical though. Good old days. Yes. Yeah. Young love. <laughs> and that was your biggest issue of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Will I see my loves today? Mm-hmm. Yes. When Patrice dropped Pistol off, she told him she loved him. And the last thing he said to her was, I love you too. He then remembered a conversation he had had with his mother about two weeks ago. 
Patrice had asked him if he had the ability to go anywhere in the world, where would he go? He responded, quote, my dad's house, I guess, end quote. And in his Unsolved Mysteries interview that I'm sure you guys saw, Pistol Mm -hmm. questioned whether their conversation had more of an underlining meaning. Maybe his mother was like trying to hint at leaving or hinting at something. I don't know what you guys think about that. Do you... I was kind of curious what your thoughts were. Well, you were. said anywhere in the world. I thought she asked, where would you go if something happened to me? See, that's the thing. She she did. She, he. Okay. I rewound it. Okay. He She asks, if you could go anywhere, where would you go? And then he put that opinion on it. Like he once, like that's hindsight what I, 2020. Yes. Maybe she meant, where would you go if something were to happen? Oh, now, that's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I, I don't know if he it, was. It made it sound like he changed what she said. But yeah, I think it was that makes sense. At first I was like, would they edit something like that yeah. out? So I don't know if it was just the weird way they edited it. Yeah. Um, but then like just the way it was shown and worded, I it kind of just seems like a question I would ask someone. Like he is in high school, he's about like, mm-hmm. you know, he is 15, about to graduate. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's a weird answer to give then. Like, anywhere in the world, where would you go, son? That's why yeah. I think I don't think she meant anything by it, because she didn't pressure the answer. Yeah. Because that's if you're thinking like of if like, she's... Okay, if you could go anywhere, would you work? Like, again, that hindsight 2020 question is, could be, if we could go anywhere and get away from our life here, where would we, you want us to go? Mm-hmm. And I think that's more of like the hindsight of what he was thinking. And if she, I, and I feel if she truly was thinking that, she would have pressured that question a little more. If she just asked and then moved on, I don't I don't see too much relevance in it. That's my opinion. Maybe. I touch on that actually a little bit in my piece, so we'll okay. get there. All right. Cool. Rob Endres, Patrice's husband, was also informed of his wife's disappearance somewhere around uh, 2 or 3 p.m. while he was at work. Pistol thought it was highly unlikely that his mom left the salon of her own free will, and Patrice's friends and family agreed. They didn't believe for a second that she would ever leave her son behind. Patrice's friend, Anne, had even hung out with her the night before. Patrice had asked her if she would stop by the next day, and Anne told her, of course, she would. Mm -hmm. When she called Patrice's that afternoon, though, it went to voicemail, but she assumed Patrice was just busy at the salon. Mm -hmm. When she hadn't heard back from Patrice, Anne decided to stop by to check on her friend, but when she got to the salon, she was shocked to find police cruisers and officers surrounding the area. Yeah, I bet. Uh, It'd be very shocking as a friend. Yes. I did like um, Anne's testimony the most. Was she the one who was like, hey, woman, blah, blah, blah. Yep. That lady. Yep. Yep. She always calls me woman. She mm-hmm. sounds like it was so genuine. I was like, yeah. oh, yep. I feel it for you. That, that hurts. And also yes. like wasn't over, like you could tell she wasn't like overacting or overcompensating that she was just the wonderful, most wonderful woman in the world. Like she was just genuinely like happy to be friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, overall, it wasn't anything like, you know, sometimes when people pass and they're like, they did so much good in this world. And it's like, okay, they volunteered at a soup kitchen this one time. Like, yeah. you know, like there was no yeah. exaggeration of how it, yeah. nice. They're and not good fluffing they're, it up yes. for the camera. Yes. Well, cause she would also like, I would just stop in and say hi all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's a realistic friendship. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Like we have 20 minutes. You're on the way home. Hey woman, what's up? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and it seems like a lot routine. of, yeah. yeah, it seems like a lot of other people did that too. Yep. Who are locals that are I mean, regular clients. A hairdresser in a small town. Everyone knows that woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying she's doing everybody's hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Patrice, um, talking about Patrice, she was known to be a loving, involved mother. She showed up to every single one of Pistol's games and club events. Whatever he had going on, she was there. 
She was described as having a fun and positive personality, and she never spoke badly of anyone. She was friendly and enjoyed conversing with other people. She always wanted those around her to be happy. One of Patrice's goals was to one day open up her own hair salon. She loved cutting and styling hair so much that she would practice different like hair techniques on pistol, which I thought was the cutest thing when he was talking about it. I bet he loved it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. I felt a little little tinge yeah. in my heart. Yeah. I was like, yeah. How cool. Like, he's the one showing up with, like, different colored hair. And uh. I had a flat iron before most people even know what it was. Shit. I'm thinking, you can pick this up. <laughs> Morgan's mom is a hairstylist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> don't you don't want to? It's a good thing this is a podcast because today the mom would not be proud of what my hair looks like. She but. calls you like Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I know it looks ratchet as hell, girl. <laughs> we did not do all that work just for this. Ooh, yeah, but been there, done that. I get what he's. It's it's a it's a memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, she took her passion to a beauty salon where she rented out a chair and started filling her appointment book with clients. That salon um, was where she met. Her husband, Rob. Rob was 50 at the time, while Patrice was just 30 years old. She cut his hair, and according to Rob, the rest was history. The couple got married on March 2nd, 1997, and he later helped her get her own salon business up and running. With the little evidence they had to go off of, along with Patrice's appointment book that was found in the salon, investigators began retracing the events that led up to her disappearance. After dropping Pistol off at school, Patrice drove to the salon to prepare for her morning appointments. Around 8.50, Pam Shepard arrived and noticed that Patrice seemed out of it and didn't appear to be paying much attention to her, which was very unlike Patrice. Pam's appointment ended around 11.05, and she left the salon. Five minutes later, Paul Cantor arrived for his appointment and then left around 11.27 when he was finished. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a buzz cut. Yeah. Good to go. Pam's is like two hours. Yeah. His is like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> Another customer called the salon at 1135 to change their appointment. This person told investigators that Patrice was just very like curt and short during the call, which lasted about two minutes. Around 11.45, two different witnesses reported seeing Patrice's car and another unknown vehicle in front of the salon. Tammy Fincher was driving when she spotted Patrice's car parked near the driver's side of a blue Chevy Lumina with a George Quail Wildlife, Georgia Quail Wildlife tag, which was parked right in front of the salon entrance. She noticed that the door to the salon was open and two women, one taller with dark hair, the other one older um, and shorter, were standing near the hood of the Lumina. Tammy isn't sure if there was an altercation or if one of the women had tripped and was being helped up, helped up, but she saw that both women, quote, had hands on each other, end quote. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A second witness driving past the salon around the same time gave a slightly different account. He told investigators that a blue Ford Taurus or Chevy Malibu was parked in front of the salon and that a man with long shoulder length hair was standing in front of the vehicle. At 11.50, the salon received another call, but this one went unanswered. Investigators determined that whatever happened to Patrice had to have happened in the 13 minutes between the last two calls. Yep. It's a very short amount of time. Yes. Very scary. Yes. Investigators began digging into Patrice's past to see why she would have left or why someone would have wanted to kidnap her. According to Pistol, Patrice had talked about divorcing Rob a couple weeks before her disappearance. Hmm. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) 
Rob says otherwise, though, telling Unsolved Mysteries that the topic of divorce had never been discussed. Never. Never. Never in a million years. <laughs> he went on to say that they did have some marital issues, quote, but I don't remember the issues. I care not to remember the issues, end quote. What a bigger person. You know, mm-hmm. he is just great. Sorry, I, I, I don't have anything to say. I know. <laughs> I'm going to turn the table in about two minutes here. So that's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll not, give it to him at the moment. I'm not doing very well. <laughs> Pistol was around eight or nine when his mom married Rob, and he remembered how well things had started out. Rob was nice to him and tried to take on the role of stepdad, uh, stepdad but after a year, Rob's demeanor completely changed. Rob started making rude comments towards Pistol, even when he had friends over. Pistol began to feel like he wasn't good enough and he would stay in his room so he wouldn't have to deal with Rob or be near him. Patrice's friend, Nancy Hunt, described Rob as being possessive and controlling. He also became jealous easily, even when Patrice was just hanging out with her girlfriends or even her own son. Mm, that's just... Sorry. I just realized. I hate... I just want to say you inadvertently called him step bad. And I really like that. Step bad. Yeah, that's you did. good. Sorry. <laughs> I remember the Freudian slipper. It might have been. <laughs> but I heard it and I was like, on the nose, ma'am. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when he come for you? Mm. Step bad. Step mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> well, don't make him sound cool. He sucks. Yeah, sorry, true. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. That was cool. That was catchy, though. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I always got to relate it to a song. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob's behavior and actions affected his and Patrice's relationship, and they began to fight a lot. Patrice's friends and family could tell that she was miserable, not happy at all in her marriage. Rob, again, disagreed and even claimed that he and Patrice never argued. But again, he claims they did have some issues, but they never but he doesn't argued. Them. Yeah. But he doesn't remember them. He won't remember them. He argues. He refuses. Right. He's, it's Blocking because out the haters. When they were fighting, they were actually fighting for their love. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Love is on the line. Yeah. I know. Everyone argues. That's the biggest lie. I was like, why would you even say that? <laughs> I've never once argued. Ever yeah. with anyone never. ever in my life. Never. I'm, None. I'm just so calm. <laughs> a heated discussion is an argument. A disagreement, I would also say. Isn't it? Yeah. He sounds like the type of person, though, that'd be like, they'd be like, okay, you ever had a disagreement oh well that's different you didn't say disagreement you said yeah. argument that's different in rob's book uh-huh. it just kind of well okay anyway. it's the life of rob yeah, honestly exactly mm-hmm. so rob argued that pistol was the one causing all of the problems because he was jealous of his <gasps> mom's relationship oh you mean okay. the preteen pistol yeah yeah he must really be out for you rob mm-hmm. yeah definitely not just like normal he's, teenage yeah things. No, no, no no he's very threatened by pistol <laughs> That's very apparent. Mm -hmm. He was interviewed at the police station, but said he had an alibi that afternoon and they had to let him go. Patrice's financial records and phone records were also checked, but nothing substantial was found. Investigators interviewed anyone and everyone that knew Patrice, even if they were just an acquaintance, but the case just went cold. Everyone anxiously awaited Patrice's return. They were all hoping she was alive and that she'd return home and resume life as normal. But as weeks turned into months with no sign of Patrice, it became less likely that she would be found alive. 20 months later, on December 6, 2005, everyone's fears were realized when Patrice's skeletal remains were discovered 11 miles from her salon in Dawson County near the Lebanon Baptist Church. Investigators were dispatched immediately and tasked with searching the remote area. 
They believed it would have been difficult for Patrice's killer to have carried her through the wooded terrain. Her abductor may have led her into the woods before killing her, or she had possibly been dragged through the forest, though. Or, I mean, Rob did suggest maybe someone put her in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sure just, did. Yep. I did read some Reddit theories, because, like, you do kind of catch him, like, he catches himself. Like, I, I mean, if it could it be It could anything. be possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he said anything. just a little too much. Yeah. I remember when he said it, I was like, um... It's a very, like, specific thing to say. Yeah, were you really thinking on that, or... Yeah. I will say, also, I didn't read this anywhere, but just hearing you say that out loud again... I know they don't, at least in what I saw, no one really hits back on the fact that there was two people outside her salon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were two. But if there was potentially two people involved in this, maybe that would be easier to carry that weight. Fair. Mm-hmm. But regardless, she ended up there and it would have been very difficult for one individual yeah. to do it by themselves. Almost with, um, I guess, Tammy's observations of what she witnessed it almost made it seem like the taller i actually don't know how tall patrice is but I she's know. a tall dark hair i was like was that patrice? so I, I was thinking yeah that. i was thinking patrice but then the guy confused me his because he said a he man like, with like how do you know i yeah and you're driving so fast in at that time also yeah i mean she and also she, maybe but I, it's just weird i it's just weird mm-hmm. my biggest and maybe one of you talk about this, I don't know. But going back to the car, sorry. I take a step back. No, that's good. Since there was such that short time window, like window frame. Yeah. Time frame, window. Nope. They both bop. Anyway. Time in the window frame. <laughs> <laughs> when she took that last call, where she was quote unquote Kurt, uh, from the moment that call ended until the next call came in. That's when they say it had to have happened? Correct. So I'd like to know if she for sure answered that phone in the salon. Excuse me, in the salon, because they said she used her cell phone mm-hmm. for a lot of this. Yeah. Because regardless, 13 minutes is is very short mm-hmm. in, in general. But for her to have walked out or someone approach her, mm-hmm. move the vehicle, have the other vehicle be right there, them be seen in the front and then her disappear. Also put her keys back on the yeah. counter. I went down a big rabbit hole with the keys and I don't have an answer. So I'm not so it's almost it. like, did she like from the time where the last appointment was and when she took that call, is that when the car was moved? So it was like already in the front, like she was going to do something. And then this all happened. That's I do where... think with how they like pictured it and like drew it up and how it looked, at least with like the witnesses saying there was the other car it doesn't surprise me if someone did say, like, hey, can you help me jump my car? Well, they said people would stop in for directions all the time, too, because yeah. she yeah. was right off a busier road. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just, the timing of her moving her car yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. I would say they would, because they looked at her phone records, but if something was off with the call or, like, it pinged somewhere else, I feel like that would be a big thing. Yeah. Either they're well, not saying it or... Outside versus inside, I don't know if it would ping any, any different. Oh, yeah, but... So it's just weird. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That last appointment time versus that next call, it's also a time frame that I would be curious about. Well, yeah, I would argue the actual 13 minutes, honestly, because just because she didn't answer the second call doesn't mean she wasn't there struggling. And also just yes. the keys. I keep coming back to the keys because if it was someone in her family who had a second set of keys, that would be a lot better, like, time-wise to move a car Mm -hmm. and put it back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just, you know, Mm -hmm. ideas. I would also mention, I was talking about this with my sister. 
Um, but in the episode, so Tammy's actually interviewed. So one of the witnesses who saw the two people outside the salon, anyone else think it was so bad when the, like, so sad when the investigator, yes. like, said she could have been the last person to see yeah, Patrice alive. And she is just so distraught. Oh, I was I, like, oh, why I, would why, you say that? Why would you put that on someone? I yeah. Teared, I teared up. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've heard him. I've watched the episode like three times now to get notes. And every time I'm like, why in the world would you tell there's someone no, that? Yeah, there's no reason. Just let her say what she saw and then just because let her leave. Because now there's so much more yeah. pressure on that memory too. Like now she's going to maybe invent something because she's uh-huh. really trying to think back. and like Exactly. It's dangerous. And maybe, maybe it was a dark haired man and she thought it was Patrice because it's like they were like forcing that on her. Also, not everyone is like a true crime person and they drive by and see something weird. Their first thought is not, let me memorize everything. Yeah. No. She already gave so many details. I just think yeah. that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. The fact like that you so even much. had a witness at all, mm-hmm. let alone two who, regardless of the goddamn make of the car, I'm sorry, but a blue small car yeah. was seen. That is like, they, they like negate that that even like, they're like, eh, could be. No, that happened. To be fair, both accounts, those cars look very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, okay, let's go, let's, let's work off the theory that it could be any of the three. Literally, it's not like one's a big white truck and one is a little blue car. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Sorry, that bothered me. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sorry. No, both things bothered me. Yes. I really needed that. I was like, who let you talk to a witness? I know. That was honestly one of the saddest part. That and like Pistol getting like upset. I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. God. Uh, anyway. At that point, 600 days had gone by. And after a day and a half of searching, minimal human remains were found. Pistol was a senior in high school when he received the devastating news that his mother was dead. He went to live with his biological father, Don Black, on his farm, who dealt with depression after Patrice's disappearance. Even though they weren't together, Patrice and Don were best friends, and they would speak every day. Pistol, along with others close to Patrice, believe Rob was involved in her murder. Rob, however, denies having any involvement and believes someone Patrice knew had to have committed the crime. I mean, I don't want to, like, shock you, Rob, but you knew Patrice. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's implicate yourself a little more. You're still in that pool, bud. Uh, Rob, as I think if you've seen the episode, you already know, has Patrice's ashes, which he admits he sleeps with every night. <laughs> and he says he will never share her with anyone. So, sadly, that means Pistol doesn't have her ashes, nor does he have anything of his mother's to truly remember her by. He told Unsolved Mysteries he hopes he becomes half of the person his mother was. So I don't, okay, I don't think sleeping with Patrice's ashes for a long time is the most strange thing he does. Like, I understand everyone grieves differently. Yeah. It's the way he describes it that really gives me the creeps. Yeah. Oh, how he's, yeah, I am protective of Patrice. Yeah, he literally, yeah, he just went on and said it. (laughs) literally, my full body, like, shut down. It was disgusting. Because you also realize he has a new wife, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was all a fucking act. Which is probably why she's sitting in the closet. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, you kept her in bed with you until you found the new missus, and then it went, huh, to the closet you go. Yes. Not to your son. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also, I don't know if anyone's going to touch on the funeral parlor scene he lays out. No. I... I didn't know if anyone was going to mention it. We can talk about it. That was weird. Okay. Yet again, I I do not think it is 
I do not. I'm trying to think the best way to word this because yes, it is abnormal. Oh, sorry, I was. I understand where you what you're. Oh right, sorry. context for everyone else. After they find her body, before like a funeral service or whatever, they're gonna have it cremated. He asks the funeral director to kind of lay out Patrice's body as it would have been like you know anatomically correct. Yeah, okay. and I will. Say, I could understand that. Sorry, I don't want to correct. I don't mean to like super correct you, but I think you said like minimal bones were found. That's what it said like in the episode, and then I read somewhere else that oh, they found. No, actually, the cop, the cops, let me find it. It was like ninety percent of her body. Oh, ninety. Right? Yeah, he said there are two hundred and six bones in the body, and we were just shy of that. Oh, okay. So they had. You must have read that wrong. No, you're fine. They had a lot. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So I don't think the. So he asked for her body to be laid out. I don't think that's weird. Like get again grieve people grieve differently it's just the way he words it he says lay her out for me mm-hmm. and then let me carry her head around what i would like to know is what he said to that head of hers because he also called it her skull and then he corrects himself like her head so it's like you were uh-huh. already thinking of her as just bone so i don't understand why at that point you want to carry her head around like your hamlet or something again mm-hmm. making a fucking scene <sighs> yeah like was he saying, like, I'm going to miss you? Or was it like, you're mine forever now, bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, Sarah! I know. I'm sorry. I went down some weird rabbit holes with this. Because yet again, I everyone, like, blew up that he had her laid out. And I was like, that isn't the strange part. What's strange is him being like, lay her out for me. She's my lady. Like, he just gives me a really and bad he vibe. he carries her around and for a while. Yeah. Like, he, they asked, he asked to be left alone with her. Oh, yeah, but don't let Pistol see. Don't let Pistol be part of this, by the way. I'm very protective over holding her skull alone in my hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's, like, a psychological thing. Like, humans, we are naturally, like, kind of adverse to seeing bones and, like, decaying pieces of other humans because that's, I'm not going to say it, it's bad. It's just something that you are not going to want to confront, mm-hmm. like, psychologically. That's just a fact. Yep, we talked about it before. If, like, if the sometimes like police officers up there like we advise you not to yes. view the body. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. don't let your last memory be that. This. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that he's so comfortable carrying mm-hmm. it around. It's weird. For all I know, making it talk to him. And even like let alone any of it, the fact that you're touching it. I'm sorry. The I understand like when people pass by like they usually like, do like a little gentle like with their hand and like yeah. kiss their forehead. You're carrying around not her body. Her, her head. Like she's your puppet for you to play with and own. Mm-hmm. Or, as he said in the episode, someone's plaything. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cringe when he said that. Mm-hmm. If you're not picking up what we're putting down, you <laughs> made your shade on Rob. It's, yeah. It'll, it'll be real crystal clear here shortly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, thank you, Morgan, for correcting me on that. Oh. Yes. So, most for, uh, remains were discovered. Yeah. Some wires got crossed and I put the wrong <laughs> thing down. <laughs> As of this day, no one has been charged with Patrice's murder, and the motive is still unknown. And also, maybe this information has not been released. We also don't know how she died. I think on purpose we don't know how. I think that, too. I have that little bit in here. Yeah, it said her case came to light. Like, no one really knew about it until the show. So, like, I think they did. That's one of those things that they're keeping under wraps. Yeah. Makes sense. According to Alexander Pops reporting for the Forsyth County News, the investigation had um, been stalled at times due to numerous leads that ended up being red herrings. 
There was one instance in particular where a woman told officers she had seen a man and a white van parked in front of the salon on the afternoon of Patrice's disappearance. They even got a sketch artist involved so they could hopefully ID the unknown male. But this sighting turned out to be fabricated and she was charged with providing false statements. Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to try and defend her. I didn't know if she was actually charged with yeah, providing. Yeah, she was charged, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Investigators believe it is possible that Patrice's murder may have been a crime of opportunity. What they do know is that Patrice's wedding ring, a 1.5 carat pear-shaped diamond ring attached to two other um, rings, has never been found, and its potential discovery may be vital to solving the case. Interestingly, they revealed to have um, what is called guilty knowledge information. Mm -hmm. So kind of what we discussed maybe how she died as part of that. Mm-hmm. So this is information that's only known by investigators and the person um, responsible for Patrice's murder. This information hasn't been released though, because they want to make sure they don't have a false confession. Investigators did look into some potential suspects and that is where my part ends. And Morgan, I am handing it off to you. Hey, okay. So um, if you did watch the episode, then you know that it's brought up that there are two known serial killers who were potentially looked at to be the person of interest. Mm -hmm. Did it not terrify anyone that just two serial killers were just passing through this area? Right. Let me tell you, so I started a new podcast series. It's been out for a while. Park Predators, produced by... I did listen to that one. Gary is the first episode. Oh. So one of the people that is brought up is Gary Michael Hilton. And the first episode of Park Predators, uh, it's called The Hunter. Uh, That one is all about Gary. And weirdly enough, I started that like Friday. And then the episode came on and they were like, Gary Hilton. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like the weird like coincidence shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so um, unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com has um let's see uh one of gary's victims belongings and dog were found in cummings georgia and quote was known to have been in forsyth county where patrice vanished during this time uh and they say it in the show but quote hair salons were one of his favorite places to go to like beg for money or like see if they would give him food or whatever it may be. Gross. Yeah. Um, while Gary committed many crimes, according to murderpedia.com, dates of his murders are uh, December 7th, 2005 to January 4th, 2008. So this would mean that if he is responsible for Patrice's death, this would have potentially been like his first, mm-hmm. according to records. Um, so reasons why it could be him. Like I mentioned, he was in the area. He, Aaron hit the nail on the head with the word opportune. Um, and he was an opportunist criminal. So that's what they think happened here. Potentially again, liked salons, um, four out of six of his victims, uh, were women. So that's again, what he's confessed to and found guilty of is at least six. He did not say he did it, but there's a lot of facts that add up to it. So basically, if you haven't heard of the show Park Predators, um, it's by Ashley Flowers, or produces it, same person as Crime Junkie, but Delia D'Ambra is the host. 
and the whole show is about like crimes happening in like national parks or things like that so while it may not be his like normal place like his other victims were killed on a hike like he kidnapped them crazy crazy stuff he is an Mm -hmm. interesting person Aaron if you ever want (laughs) to take a dive into that but you can't knock that he was in that area because he literally that's all he would do is be from like there to Florida just an interesting fact however the other person that the show brings up was Jeremy Jones and while he confessed he did eventually recant However, I personally thought it was very odd that he knew about a second car out front and used the term needing a jump, which is what the witness said the car was kind of parked like. So I don't think that that was, you know, the absolute statement of what was happening. So the fact that he kind of knew the positions of the cars Mm -hmm. and like used that term is very... I would have been excited if if someone had come forward and said those things because it sounds very incriminating. Um, but again, he recanted it and they couldn't, they have no evidence to prove him that he was the one. Um, personally, I would, I don't love to think that it's a serial killer, but as creepy as Rob is, it would explain kind of the randomness of her going missing. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's, there are a lot of facts with both of these people that at least make you stop and think that Mm -hmm. they definitely deserve to be on the list looked into yes no i think that's it's almost way too smooth for me to be gary michael hilton's first kill well that's the thing though is we don't know so the records there could be that's all he is that's all he was found guilty of and all he's said pled to in the one case i know they had mentioned the episode meredith emerson apparently i read that he committed the murder in Dawson County. So the same area Patrice's remains were found in. Yes. So all in these, all in these areas. And that's why I personally would really like to know how she was killed. And maybe that's why they're holding on to these facts is because like he, he kind of has like some uh, ways, but okay. But on the flip side of that, many of his victims were dismembered and obviously Patrice was not or was and laid perfectly back in place. So it doesn't seem likely to me that he was maybe the killer, but it doesn't mm-hmm. eliminate the fact that he looks good for it and that there could be yeah. a bigger issue at large with a serial mm-hmm. killer. So. And then Jeremy is interesting too, because at least in the episode, I don't know if he just said about the cars. I thought one investigator said he had him draw what the cars, like the oh. position and what it looked like. But you've heard of um, the confessions killer? No. Oh, what's his I name? What's his name? What's his name? It's um Lee Lucas. Something Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas. I literally just felt SpongeBob like going through files. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. 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 Feel like that all the time. <laughs> so he confessed to all these crimes because he was getting like McDonald's burgers in jail. Yeah. And they were giving yeah. him like just enough information because cops also want these solved. They're not perfect human beings. Yep. And he can make good enough guesses to get what you want. So I'm always very weary of like the confessions oh, yeah. that happen or recanted. Well, and again, yeah. to yeah. because there's a lot of perks yeah. to say you did it. To go off of that side too, he did. Uh, Jeremy did tell the Atlanta Journal Constitution that he did lie about the murder so he could quote get better food and extra jail visitation and phone privileges. End quote. And on the other portion of that, we've seen crazy times where cops literally 
lead the person to like was it left or right and they like yeah. and they're like it was the right yeah like, well like you've with, seen it you, it happens mm-hmm. with henry lee lucas they did something like there was one i'm trying to think what it was there's something like how'd you kill her and the whole picture was perfect but they had her neck like covered and he's like i strangled her and they're like oh he knows so it's like mm-hmm. you can deduce things from like the information you're given oh yeah, yeah. And, and also, who, again, these like, cops want the crime solved just as much as anyone else. They want justice for these families. I don't think they're doing it for, like, bad, lazy no, reasons. right. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. It's, it's I'm just rock between a hard place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I have more notes so that I can comment, and I also am very interested for Sarah to kind of take over, because I think her... I think we're in the same boat a little bit, but you have a lot more information that I'm just keen to find out, girl. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot more information and a lot tinier font. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm someone ready. help a girl print off of Google Docs because this is not what I thought. It's very teen tiny. Yes. <laughs> make that the background for the title pick. Just yes. Maybe I will. <laughs> okay. Um, couple, th- I have thoughts. Who shocked no one? Um, Okay, so a couple things that didn't get mentioned in the episode that do make a difference in how the story is set up. I'm going to kind of go into it. And I understand, like, Netflix, they were trying to give a single, like, digestible narrative. Mm-hmm. And what I have is not from, like, some of them are for good from good sources and some of them are from, like, the Reddits and, like, people who knew people of the world. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, yeah. I saw it enough places that it's here. Okay, let's go. So... First and foremost, there's a big, big theory, rumor, whatever you want to call it, that the way Rob and Patrice met is not true, as I was described on the show. Okay. It was not a hair salon. It was a strip club. So just chew it for a second. Okay. I read it on a few sources. Um, Like I said, I'll post it in the show notes. And I, if this is true, I understand why that detail was not mentioned on the episode because shocker. America is not the most friendly if you have any kind of like risque job. Like they call the prostitutes the less, or sorry, I'm sorry, I think it's sex workers. They call sex workers the less dead because no one oh ever comes looking for them. Dang. Have you ever heard that? No, I've never heard that. that That's term. terrible. That's why a lot of serial killers, they rack up these big numbers if they kill sex workers because a lot of people are like, well, it's a high, um, like, not vagrant, but like you come and go type of job. Like mm-hmm. You never know what they're doing. They just don't always look for you. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I understand if that's the case, why maybe the family would have kept that off or why Rob would have kept that off. Mm-hmm. Actually not Rob. Did they say they met cause she was a dancer there? Yes. So from oh. what I understood is actually, before I say that, I do want to point out, this is a no judgment podcast. You can do whatever you want to do. If you want to yeah. be a stripper for whatever reason, you like it, make more money, you do it. Go for it. They make bank. Tax-free dollars, bro. Yeah. I'd say, personally, I don't have the endurance to be dancing on the <laughs> Correct. You're more likely to find me with the drink sitting there like, here's my money. Go yep. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're cheering you on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You got to believe. Like, you get like one, one, one twerk out of me, and then I'm like, whew, I need a vodka crayon. Let's go, girl. I get sweaty. <laughs> um, oh, do you? Do you get sweaty? Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, it's been working, I think. I don't know if it's all, um, like, placebo. Backstory. <laughs> hey, do you feel sweaty? And you want to turn on stage like the best of them? <laughs> and Me not too. have sweaty pits. Not sweaty pits, sweaty faces, sweaty barrier places. Um, 
You zero sweat. I personally just bought it. And it's fantastic. I am so glad that I have someone on board with me who sees it and feels it. It is the only product that has not made me break out, giving mm-hmm. me a rash, and I'm dry. Literally, you guys, I use it on my face. I'm looking at my face. No breakouts. We're all fine. Nice. I think I still get some upper lip sweat, but I mean, um, that's, that's what are you going to do? Yeah. I was outside. Mm-hmm. It was hot and muggy. But one of my friends was there, and she was, like, beating up with sweat, and I wasn't at all. Wow. And I was like, wow. I don't know if it's really in my head or if this is really working. But either one is good. Use Zero Sweat. It is fantastic. Yeah. And I did exactly what Morgan did. I used the code to get better shipping because it was like 15% off a $20 order. Yeah. And I was like at 19 something. And I was like, well, let's just put that up a little higher. So then I got my stuff in two days. Nice. It's basically like Amazon shipping, but better because Amazon, I'm coming at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So go to zerosweat.com and use code Sinister at checkout and you can be sweat free like Sarah and me. Oh! <laughs> oh! All right, sorry. Erin's perfect. She I'm still sweaty. It. Oh no. Erin <laughs> doesn't sweat. She glistens. Actually, she Thank does. You. When she does sweat, she just like scrapes it off, and it's glue. So huh. household household chores. Fix a table. Boom. Got any caulk you gotta put in the corner? <laughs> call Erin. <laughs> Leave us an Apple review first, and then call Erin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We'll give it to you. Actually, if you leave us, we'll an give her your. We'll give you her sweat glue if <laughs> you leave us a review. You're welcome. There we go. Man, I'm killing you. I think we're about mm-hmm. to get a million reviews now, Erin. So I hope I you're hope ready so. to like work out, get it all sweating. Yes. Like, I'm ready to run my mouth. I am. <laughs> yes. Or I can just keep making you uncomfortable. That may work. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's secretly like, I hate both of you. It's fine. Oh, no. You guys are fine. <laughs> I was curious where it was going to go. <laughs> I bet you didn't think there. No, you not never I did not. <laughs> never know with you guys. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, Lord. So, yes. When Rob and Patrice, Patrice met... Not Patricia. Get out of here, Sarah. It was Patrice. Patrice. <laughs> she was a single mother by a man who, um, at that point in time, was already in prison. So I'm sure Pistol's dad was a fine person, but maybe not, like, at a maturity level to take care of a child. Mm-hmm. And he, too, is older than Patrice by quite a bit. I think it's, like, a decade. Oh, yeah, it was, okay. I kind of noticed that in the in the show. He looked much older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he kind of looked like Rob's age. Yes. Okay. But, again, if you... I mean, if you have a harder life, you go to prison. You may not look quite as young as, like, a hairdresser who's running in the mornings, keeping up with themselves. Oh, yeah. Prison ages you. <laughs> I, I mean, I would assume so. Um, again, no judgments. Just trying to f- paint a full picture for everyone. Yes. So, things happened, and Patrice was a single woman trying to make ends meet with a small child. And I believe at this time she is working in someone else's salon, but her main source of income may have been from dancing. Okay. Again, I'm just going to say it a few more times. You do you, girlfriend. If you put a roof over you and your baby's head, mm-hmm. as long as you ain't killing people, I don't care. Literally, yeah. you're hurting no one. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're kind of doing the opposite. You're helping a lot of people. You're helping a lot of people. A lot mm-hmm. of smiles, I'm sure. I have been to a ladies' strip club, and I, too, have smiled. Me, too. Same. It looks like a lot of work, if I'm being honest. I'm, I can't bend my legs like that. As I'm sitting at my desk, just typing all day, like, yeah. my life is so hard. Oh, I'm getting a leg cramp. Look. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, do you. Yes. Um, someone made a comment. Oh, wait, no, sorry, wrong part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, folks, is the real. So it's the sunrise. Because I know what's coming, and I do think it's funny, but this one is not. So someone made a comment that the episode tried to start and end her life at the age of 38. But she was alive for decades. Like, she was not a perfect person, but she was fantastic and a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I was laughing at. It was pointed out 
that there is no way Rob met Patrice at a hair salon because he was bald. Oh, that's true. That's funny. I literally was thinking back, I went, did she shave his mustache? Because that one, the wedding picture, he looks terrifying, but he has a stash. And I was like, huh. He has like some short hair, but I think it's, um, it's pretty bald. Like I want to say he was shaving it himself. Yeah. There's, yeah, he did not. Like the razor thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Good catch, Sarah. Thank you. It was, I found it on a YouTube video. I actually joined this Facebook group called like Justice for Patrice. And, um, Rob's, well, I'll call on, you know what? This is going to be important. Um, yeah, what was the purpose? He's bald. Get out of here. Anyway, so Rob is 20 years older than Patrice, and he met her at a strip club. Potentially. He was an ex-special forces, like, in the military, and he had a significant amount of money. When they married, he did help back her financially on her dream of opening a salon. So far, great. Apparently, that first year, everything went smooth. Like Aaron said, Rob successfully integrated himself into Patrice's life. Um, and Pistol's life, which fun fact, Pistol's real name is not Pistol. It is Delves, as in elves with an D. I'd go by Pistol too. I'm, yeah. D E L V E S. Delves. Delves. I don't know if it's Delves or he goes by Pistol. I'm guessing he was like a firecracker little kid. Names that yeah. are plural confuse me sometimes. Uh-huh. Is that weird? Because I call her errands. Oh, I guess not, because then how would you. English language is hard. Anyway, I'm moving fast. Sorry, We're going, you just heard Pistol. me say, I beg a differ. <laughs> I beg a differ. <laughs> yeah. You were not taking anything from me. Woo. So time goes on and it changes. Pistol describes it as a switch flipping after like a year or so. Uh-huh. And this, as well as the way Rob interviews on the TV show, it's led a lot of people to think he is a sociopath. <clears> more <throat> specifically, a narcissistic sociopath. And if you don't know what that is, here we go. These individuals are known to have disdain for others. They think they are always deserving of admiration of those around them. And this type of person is going to also um, think they've earned that. They are on a constant quest for power and control. They will use, all capital use, (laughs) love of others as a manipulation tool. These individuals think of others kind of like a pawn in their game. And they always feel justified. Um, they are not going to apologize or have any remorse for anything, um, which is going to be an issue if you're trying to be a step-parent. If you're trying to have a relationship with anyone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can see how it'd be, this sounds terrible, easier to, like, manipulate and control, like, one other adult, but a child. Especially if that's what you're looking for. If you yes. want someone who is, quote-unquote, the, the, the head honcho, yeah. you, may, you may go with that. Um, I think even if you're looking for that, this may still be a hard person to be with. Yeah. Because he sounds like you can be a sociopath or whatever and still be like a functioning human being. Yeah. But you can also be a terrible person and a narcissistic sociopath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Rob is more one than the other. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Patrice was also not Rob's first wife. Mm-hmm. He was married once before and had a biological child of his own. Where, really? Mm-hmm. It's not talked about much because he is estranged from both of them. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His son has cut off all communication with him after the funeral of Patrice, actually. Whoa. Yes. What? Um, That's weird. In the show, it's stated that several of Patrice's friends and family members, they say that Rob was very, very possessive. He had issues with her hanging out with friends or even um, her parenting style towards Pistol. 
Oh yeah. He made like that comment in the show where he was like Patrice never um disciplined. Disciplined. Yeah. Patrice never disciplined pistol. And I'm like, okay. It seems like the kid's just fine. Um, well, that's how he treated his first wife as well until they got divorced. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had issues with her hanging out with friends, everything like that. I just said that. Mm-hmm. Got that in. I read that some slides. <laughs> but it's interesting that he had all these issues and her friends saw it, and he did make comments about Pistol, but then he had a very different narrative of how that relationship goes. He even chuckles at the idea of a divorce between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in the same 20 minutes, he makes it known that he didn't like how Pistol was parented and he didn't like the kid at all. Which, don't you think that would lead to an argument? Yeah. First of all, especially That's... for a mom who is bred in everything mm-hmm. to the kid and vice versa. No, I was reading these articles of like moms writing in, like just looking at that made my blood boil. Like, yeah. you cannot tell me that did not lead to a fight. That is a protective mother right there. And you're yeah. going to tell her she's not doing a good job. You don't know who she would choose, or, obviously, over yeah, the other. Yeah, not doing a good so. job. And, hey, I hate your kid. Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a problem. He even said, like, I just didn't like him. He wasn't going anywhere. He was, like, 12. Yeah. When you decided this, sir. Mm-hmm. Who at 12 at, seems at like max. they're going anywhere? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's when they're peak of, like, terrible humans. Mm-hmm. We all do it. Yeah. Oh, I was a little devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, couple things though. Do you know what the biggest factor of child maltreatment in a home is? Biggest factor? Mm-hmm. Like if this is happening, that's a big um, like sign of child maltreatment. Um, okay. Uh, I think I worded that really weird. No, I see what you're saying now. I'm trying child to child acting out. You're talking more like Rob's case, like Rob's doing something. Okay. Um, just him not even communicating with Pistol. Um, maybe. I think it's the way I word the question, honestly. Okay, so most sorry. people would think poverty is an indicator of child oh. maltreatment. Oh. Oh, whoops. Sorry. No, I, it's me. Um, but instead, a way bigger impact is a step-parent, more specifically a stepfather, <clears throat> which is crazy because Disney movies would have us believe it's the stepmother. Can we quit blaming women for a second? <laughs> Just for a second. Right. Mother knows best. <laughs> Listen to your mom. <laughs> you know what? At least she took care of that child. Rob didn't do any of it. I mean, you're not wrong. Look at that hair. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was self-serving, but whatever. (laughs) Okay. In a 2001 study by um, a team at the University of North Carolina, something like 80% of all maltreatment cases reported to Child Protective Services is when a man is the stepfather. Maltreatment meaning like Like, um, not endangerment, but just not okay. Like things are bad enough that Child Protective Services have been called. So, in case you aren't picking up what I'm putting down, I have suspicions about Rob. That maybe he's not 100% telling them the facts. Yes. Maybe he's reversing them. I didn't look into, like, why that is because that's going to be a whole episode. You could say they don't help with the mothering instinct and then it's not their own child. Maybe they don't know how to deal with it very well or they don't communicate enough to understand what's going on. But the crazy thing is, is that it was good. They, all of them commented that it was good for a year. And then it flipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wait for that, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I would also like to put forward that if he did, in fact, help financially, um, help Patrice financially in opening of the salon, mm-hmm. he would then start to probably view himself as like a knight in shining armor of sorts. Oh, yeah. Like Patrice and Pistol should really just be bowing down to him. You he, owe me. Yeah. Yeah. He's making their dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am glad you rolled your eyes. I literally wrote 
rolling my eyes. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, absolutely. I'm mad. <laughs> yes. And then everyone is attacking Rob for a few weird statements he makes. <sighs> okay, I'm going to, one, play devil's advocate, and two, be a real person because we all have eyes and we all think it. So here we go. One, yes, he is a smug man. Mm-hmm. That does not make him a murderer. Yes, he does have a criminology degree that he's very that? proud of. Yeah. But that, that does not. mention. <laughs> very weirdly. Yeah. But that does not mean he knows how to get away with murder. I'm just going to let it sit there for a second. Because <laughs> that's all I have for him. <laughs> it ends there. Yep. End of list. Well, sorry. Because his pride in the degree is odd. And it led him to bragging about his airtight alibi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which I guess, all right, we'll be devil advocate. Maybe right away people did, sus- like, suspect him. Mm-hmm. And he's been kind of arguing his case for a long time. And now he has pride in the fact that, like, you know, luckily. Yeah. Or, like, he's in front of the camera and he's like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Yep. This is I my time. Yeah. Set this record straight. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that alibi for just a second. <laughs> yes. Glad you I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> he went to a gas station 45 minutes out of the way from a drive to work that would already take him 45 minutes. So on that day, he drove 1.5 hours to work. And right. I have maps. So let's just look at what this is. I have maps. I'm sorry. Yeah, they didn't make that very freaking clear. So this is um, coming Georgia. Okay. Okay. And this is um, Conyers where he works. Okay. So it's already... Oh. I think with traffic, sorry, it was like an hour and 41. But it's still a long drive. It's going to be like an hour drive. Okay. Okay. That's his normal route? I guess so. Yes. I mean, that's the quickest way to get there, according to Google Maps. We're not sponsored, but I would love to be. Okay. So here is, again, that's where he works. This is the gas station. So, again, another 45 minutes out of the way. So he was over here, and he went. I have a whole picture, I think. He went north west to a gas station when he needed to just he could have just gone south and found one on the way yes because i'm also very petty and i made sure to look up if there was any gas stations in conyers and there's plenty (laughs) yes i love that picture what the fuck (laughs) which to be fair i know it's probably more now than there was but it's not a small town like he lived in a small town and he Mm -hmm. drove to a bigger city to work and do we know where patrice's salon is in relation yeah her salon's in cummings um so yeah here's all of it here's cummings here's woodstock and here's his job so he literally drove all the way over here then to go down south so sorry that was an hour and a 45 minutes that's a big curve (laughs) wow so that's just woodstock to there Mm -hmm. wow so for him to go there was way out of the way do like a straight shot yeah he could have gone south and he went northwest also his job is something with cars so someone put forth the idea that he could have had a different car the blue car could have been him but yeah i thought you might like the gas station i love because there are plenty sir yeah Hmm. (laughs) bitch listen um this leads us to our first rob theory (laughs) the theory of rob if you will the theory of everything (laughs) he hired a hitman because of his ex-special forces status, I could fathom that he would know someone that has the capability to pull off a hired hit. Yeah. However, fun fact, it's apparently extremely difficult to hire a hitman unless you know one personally. Hmm. 
there are, <laughs> there was a fake company that um, was taking requests online for hit jobs. And they would cost anywhere from $10,000 to like $25,000, depending on the job. <laughs> and you would basically like make a few installments if you pay half before and half after. Uh huh. So people were paying the half before, but then no one was dying. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I heard about that. They never actually killed anyone. <laughs> they were just taking yeah, the money. And then, and then, but it turned into the cops needing to know who, who sent them the money. Yeah. So they yeah. Could like, yeah. yeah. Like I think they was. did as well. Yeah, they did. Mm. Because what are you going to do? File a lawsuit that the illegal yeah, hit you're you trying can't. to pull off? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so if you want to hit, send us $10,000 <laughs> and we'll think about it. It's yeah. 10 up front. It's 10 up front. Yeah. Yeah. So... If he did get a hitman, it would almost have to be someone he knew. And it sounds like he could have been connected enough, but at the same time, apparently it's very difficult to get a hitman. He sounds cocky enough. Yeah. No, for sure. He has whatever. Yeah. Second theory um, with the alibi, someone went to the gas station and gave Rob the receipt. Or keeps Rob the found receipts. the receipt and said, oh, yes. That's work. what I'm saying. Dude, when they brought up the receipt, like he was, that's, I had the receipt. Yes. That's like it's time stamped. Yeah. Okay. Show me the receipt. <laughs> okay, I don't then, believe you. Like, and? Yeah. To me, it makes more sense that someone went to the gas station and gave him the receipt. Yeah. Like, maybe a friend was like, oh, man, this looks mm-hmm. really bad for you here. I feel the same way, though. Either or. Or about, like, the time clock situation. Where he mentioned he has this time clock from work, too. Like, of course you do. Mm. But those can be easily altered. Yeah. Sure enough. I work in HR. Um Depends on the business. Depends yeah. on the business. Like what kind of time clock it was. Someone yeah. else did it for him. Yeah, we've all seen employee of the month where you're stamping everyone's timesheets for them. Mm-hmm. It happens. So what I'm trying to get at is his alibi is not in fact airtight. There is a lot of wiggle room in there. And he's way too proud of it, which makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, if we skip a bit, um, a little bit forward to Patrice officially missing, this is where Rob really does not do himself any favors. Mm-mm. And the biggest black eye he gives himself is the changing of the locks. That's uh-huh. the we... most ridiculous thing. Because, okay, so many reasons. One, if he sincerely, this is my hill I will die on. Yes. This it. is when I like, I, here we go. If he sincerely thinks that Patrice is just having phone issues and she will be coming home, as he says to police, why would you change the locks? Mm-mm. If it's just a misunderstanding and she'll be home soon. Yeah. yeah, but if that's, you the, think, that's the first action you yeah, take. Yeah, if you think she's still alive and could be coming home, and mm-hmm. then she's going to come home and not be able to get in the house. That makes zero sense. Two, if you think that Patrice is simply missing and not dead, wouldn't you think that you would leave the doors unlocked so that she can get home? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three, <laughs> also, if you think she is alive and you know how much she loves Pistol, do you not think she would murder you personally? At the idea that when you come home, yeah. he's immediately kicked out your kid and made sure he cannot get any of his belongings, personal mm-hmm. stuff, anything. He knew. That to me is like, what are you doing? That's big, right? Yeah. The yeah. way you worded that was perfect. Yeah. It's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Because also, something you see in sociopaths is that once um, someone no longer has any value to them, they are kind of just tossed aside with no further thought ringing any bells <clears throat> now that patrice is gone he does not even have to pretend to like you I hear the church bells ringing yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he claimed it was like all precautionary measures and i'm like it's a 15 year old kid <laughs> he didn't kidnap his mother what yeah do you mean precautionary no the, the proper response is if you truly don't have a relationship with that child or whatever and you hey i do not have a like get a cop 
have the kid come in, get his stuff, and he can leave. That's how you do that. Unless there's a more sinister reason he did not want anyone in the house. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, did they even, like, insert it? I to my knowledge, they, they did not. Yeah. Because if no they don't crime have, happened there. Yeah, no crime happened. If there's no evidence for them to, they wouldn't, they couldn't look into the house. I mean, I bet he invited them in days and days later, maybe. But even then, props not. I'm pissed. Um, no one went into that house for days. So it's possible he was cleaning up a crime scene. Or worse, he had Patrice captive, which would make his comment about Patrice being someone's quote-unquote toy all the more creepy. Ooh. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Which is another thing. When something happens to someone that you love, normally you would be very vague with what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't find it entertaining to think that something specifically horrendous happened to them. Yeah. I hope they're safe. I hope they're okay. That's where you... Like, even in the past, because as far as we know, he doesn't know how she died. Yeah. So wouldn't he be like, it seems opportunistic. I'm hoping it was mm-hmm. just quick. Like, ho- yeah, He's hopefully nothing like terrible happened everything. to her. Yes. Yeah. He's acting like he knows a little too much. <sighs> to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. to try, I am willing, not really, but for the sake of the show, I am willing <laughs> to look past his weird obsession with what could have happened to her because maybe he does have like an intense military past. Like maybe he has seen a lot and he can kind of disassociate himself. It's your wife, bro. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't say I didn't try. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Woo. Okay. Does Rob have a motive? <clears throat> the divorce yep. that was, he cannot that he be, does not believe it. He that was never divorce. talked about. Yeah. He doesn't want shame. Actually, this is a good time for, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> no shame. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. Again, he seems very proud of himself that there wouldn't have been a motive because she's just a silly 38-year-old woman with mm-hmm. nothing to her name. Why would I have life insurance on her? That comment too, no, God. To but me- you wanted to get rid of her. You don't want shame. No, I found it so interesting that he immediately puts that as the only plausible reason for a possible murder. You're yeah, right. You are would right. be her money. Yeah. But here's another idea. Mm. Patrice was going to leave his ass. When you watch the episode, you see Pistol talks about his mother and biological father talking almost every day. And that is half true. They did talk a lot, like you said, for about six months before Patrice disappeared. Because that is when Don Black had just gotten out of prison. Okay. Okay. And he was trying to get his life back on track. But what do we know about Rob? He's a very, very, very jealous man. He's protective, mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah. Come on. Oh, excuse me. Use yes. the right words. Yes, thank you. Words <laughs> aren't my forte. <laughs> silly old me um this would have drove him insane and it probably would have led to more fights if they had any of course right right mm. if he can recall yeah which he, he shouldn't yeah he's not he gonna think about it to remember he yeah he wants to think about the good things but he also wants to think about the fact that she could have been held captive and brought somewhere in a wheelbarrow and yeah. sir can you, you know, get your own story straight laid out sure thank you the layout for me that like just Get out Let of me here. look at my prize. That's what that's I... how he treated her. Yeah. Um. Yes. More fights. Probably some abusive behavior. Patrice's friends and family all attest that she was leaving him. She was planning on getting out and getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it's brought up to Rob again, his response is smug. This is news to me. I don't buy it, Rob. And it's, yeah. And sm- like I I know what the word smug means, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. But like. 
it was like smug and mixed with other things. Just like, you little fucker. I just wanted to reach to the TV and like yeah. slap him. Because he's like, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> news to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, first of all, it could not possibly be brand new news to you. This would have been brought up to you before. Yeah. Yeah. So, yet again, we cannot like correct someone's response, but would you not? Yeah, here, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> like, if I'd heard a million times, I'd be like, I sincerely hope not. Like, she's loved my life. I loved her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are different ways to phrase it. Not Don't come off like a, co- like a cocky asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure it's possible. I'm not perfect, but I would hope to believe that's not true. Honestly, your best response would be like, wait, what? And, like, cry. Like how he Oof. tried to do when he was looking at her ashes. But yeah. guess what? You're not a good crier, Mm-mm. sir. Um, yeah. Um, it could be a coincidence that when she talked to Pistol about, see this, I don't know. I did hear that it was, what would you do if something happened to me? But maybe it was like, where would you go? Mm-hmm. Because several Reddit users, which I am loving Reddit, <laughs> have put forward that Patrice was trying to leave, but knew it would be messy. So for that reason, she may have been planning to leave before having papers served to Rob. Okay. Mm-hmm. That but makes sense. because of his connections to law enforcement, he could have found out and intervened. Okay. What do you think about that? Like, maybe she was trying to set up, like, for her to escape, get away. First. Yes, because could have, it's very yeah. possible he was terrifying at home. Yeah. I mean, he is terrifying looking, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know about. less creepy with age. Yeah. Like, it's more like you soften your features. His yeah, is more like, like, I got secrets. Yeah, yeah. His eyes are like. Anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know about the intervening part. What I come back to, and I. I think it's a bigger deal than maybe it. I don't know. Throughout the episode, they mentioned that every person that talked to her that morning said she was not herself. I think that that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like she was frustrated at one person because they were late or yeah. she seems that seems to be the complete opposite of her all the time. Yeah. In that particular day. So I don't know. I don't know if he knew ahead of time that she was wanting to leave Maybe she had mentioned it, but I feel like something happened that morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. The night before. Yeah. Or the night yeah. before. Maybe she was just trying to like, get through her day to like, maybe that was, that was her day to leave. I don't mm-hmm. think Or so maybe many. Rob had like said something to her that really maybe set her off. Maybe they got in a fake argument and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe the one side argument. Only she argued. She screamed. Yeah. <laughs> she left. He sat there. He Save cried. Rob. Really. Yeah. Ugh. I'll say a prayer to yeah. him. I just think it's a little bit more important to note that. Because also, hairdressers, they, yes, they get bad days. Everyone has bad days. But also, they talk to people all day. Like, would that not have come up if it was something more trivial that was bothering her? Exactly. Like, there was, it was something big. Yeah. Like, it would have came up. Also, because her, her clients seem to be her friends. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with my hairdresser. You sit in their chair for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Mine, she's kind of weird. Oh, oh, Do you need yeah. a new one? I go to this really cool lady. I think she's your mom. Oh. Oh, Lisa? Lisa. JK. Love you. <laughs> you know, she's like, play that back. What you say? <laughs> play that back. <laughs> uh-uh. Um, okay, last little bit here. His possessiveness over Patrice's body is terrifying. <laughs> because, again, he did get remarried, but still refuses to give her ashes to Pistol. Dude, if I'm that wife, I'm pissed. That's why I'm yeah. probably why her ashes are in the closet. So that this is wife number three for him. 
Yes. yes. Which again, normalize divorce. That's, do what you gotta yeah. do. Yeah. Just don't murder anybody. Yep. Yeah. And if you murder them, don't keep their ashes, you freak. You're no, <laughs> the house. Yeah. I I know we talked about this. I don't think it's that weird that he slept their body for a while or her ashes. I know it's not great. We all agree differently. I'm trying to be in the mm-hmm. middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just, it's so controlling. The whole thing is like, I have ultimate control. Yeah. It's a good thing no one else has her, even though I'm stuffing her in the back of a closet. Yeah. I feel that's a really good point that you said, like the control part. That's why I do think, regardless of if he hired someone or he did it himself, why I think he did it, because it's I feel like it's a lot harder. He would be scrambling to gain control, and his control seems very smooth. I'm going to keep her at like he he was everything kind of fell into place too well yes. for him to not have had some prior plan in action to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's my vibe. Yes. All right. Here's my closing argument. I'm sure Pistol is a difficult child. Who isn't? Because you're literally adding a new human to mm-hmm. your home and you're changing the schedule, the dynamic. It's not easy for a child who does not understand like the whole picture. But then to not have any empathy for that, like, 15-year-old, he's still a child, let's call him what he is, mm-hmm. whose mother is missing is just cruel. Like, that to me says more about his character than anything else he says in the whole entire show. You were his, yeah. You were his dad for eight plus years. His stepdad. Also, how can you be that cruel if there was no fighting between him and Patrice? Right. I don't know how all these statements can be true. So Rob says, one, him and Patrice never fought. Two, he doesn't like Pistol. Three, does not think Patrice was disciplinary enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All three of those statements cannot be true. You are yeah. Correct. You are correct. Because even if they are true, then you would not lock that child out of your house and you would not have that much of an issue. Nope. Because a lot of times if like someone goes missing, that would bring people together. Like, all right, let's get together. Let's find her. Yep. Because you hear Pistol or- say in his free time, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. he would go out in the woods and like just call for his mom at night. Yeah. Because he had nothing else to do and he was so like lost. Yeah. What did Rob do? He locked all of his doors and made sure no one could see what was happening in his house. So even if he didn't do it, he is not a great person. And no, not, doing not at all. Favors. No. Which, I, you deserve all the shit yeah. I'm talking on you, sir. Which the episode didn't kind of show. Everyone blew up. Because I, I just watched this episode last week. And I know this show came out, or this season, like two years ago, I guess? 2019, mm-hmm. right? I think it was 2019. And all I remember was seeing pictures of Rob being posted everywhere and people yeah, being like creepy guy unsolved mysteries <laughs> that's what comes up well when we talked about doing this case i remembered his face yep people talk about like him shaking really bad that it could be a nervous thing he's also older it could be any like health problem i I'm didn't gonna... even notice it oh he was shaking pretty bad at some questions like his whole body was like yeah i was curious if that was because i couldn't tell like well, he was have something of, he going was kind on, of or like when he was opening the ashes. I think it's just age. I'm saying that one. It could be. Yeah, age. I mean, he like, was what 70, 70 something. To me, like, it seems like he has a lot of pleasure in having control. So I don't think that he is nervous. Yeah, yeah. He's too. His voice in is way too calm. I don't want to cut you off. I'm done. That's it. Okay, I do, and I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm just reading this so because I found it. Well, actually, Wes found it. Shout out. Okay. <clears throat> This was on cinemablend.com, and this was the director of Unsolved Mysteries. That sounds like a really great breakfast drink, first of all. A Cineblend? Or Cinemablend? Cinemablend. Sorry. Sorry. Cinema <laughs> blend. My first thought Cineblend. was- Cinemablend! Ooh, a cinnamon roll all in a drink. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm hungry. It's dinner time. Yeah, we're very hungry. Okay, quote, quote from the director. We were surprised by by that reaction and disappointed, mainly because we really think of anybody that we put in Unsolved Mysteries is innocent until proven guilty. And Rob, we made a very fair representation of Rob. <laughs> Rob is a character, granted, but the police say his alibi was checked out and there is no way he could have done it based on the time frame of when Patrice was abducted. So, we felt like we made a very balanced presentation, and so we were disappointed that the audience took that and twisted it and accused Rob of maybe having a parmed Patrice. I believe that Rob really loved Patrice and that he is innocent until proven guilty. So, that's, that's just from the director. Mm-hmm. Just a little caveat. Can I, can I say, though, if that was the stuff Netflix went with, what's the stuff you said that they didn't go with? Exactly. Yeah. That they That is now in a vault somewhere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, to be fair, as I said, you can be a terrible person and not be a murderer. But you can also maybe, like, share Patrice's belongings with her son who only had Patrice. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. Like, for anything else, I just think you're a trash human being. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's people who I don't associate with in my life anymore, but I feel like if something that tragic were to happen, they're they're not, that you're just a bad person Mm -hmm. for not, that'd be like, me wanting something after Aaron passed away and Megan saying no. Yeah. Like, that's just rude. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, there's just, you talk about it. Like, you, he, I cannot believe he shut Pistol out so Yeah. Bad. And so quick. And he, yeah, was, like, having to bang on the doors and the windows and then Rob didn't talk to him or let him in. That is, how terrifying. If I, well, 15-year-old. Yeah, he was a kid, but I would have called the cops. Fuck that shit. Give me yeah. my fucking I don't even know. He may have had he, to. Yeah, I don't he know probably did. Yeah. He, yeah. Or maybe a friend's house. He's going to have my freaking pillow, thanks. Yeah, he might have ended up, I think, like, living, I guess, with a friend. That's just insane. I remember, yeah. Because to me, that immediately is like, well, then what's in the house that I cannot see? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact you're not scared of me. I'm 15. Now, you've proven many times that you just talk over me and are mean. Well, yeah, he seemed to really need to prove he's the alpha male in the house. Yep. And also, he thought that Pistol was jealous of him and Patrice. So fucking first of all i don't think you should be comparing those types of relationships some people do and it's really disgusting as you've seen so who do you think done it let us know (laughs) no i'm asking you to oh oh i mean i'm still thoroughly in team rob i don't know if he did it like with his own with his nine hands yeah he hired someone or like had someone he could use i think yes because there's just a lot of family factors that he is straight up denying mm-hmm. that are not true. I get you don't want to look guilty, but if you're so GD confident in your alibi, then it shouldn't matter that you say, yeah, we, we were wanting, like she wanted to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Then you be confident in your alibi because everything yeah. he says is like contradicting what he yeah. gets away with. Like, to me, it seems like he went in with a story, but then the questions they asked him, he wasn't prepared for it, and he was trying to make his narrative fit what they were asking. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would agree trying to that. prove that he just didn't have anything he didn't, to do he didn't, the world. He didn't know he looked so bad. That's what it seems like. And say, which, again, it could be that he's completely innocent, and he's just like, I'm really annoyed with this whole process. I've been proving to you guys I'm not guilty. Mm-hmm. I can but, see that. There's other ways to I, handle it. <laughs> I mean, he's still a garbage human being regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, with the three people we have, 
that they've looked into. Unless there's a fourth party we have no idea about. Rob is the most suspicious. I know we can't say for for certain because he hasn't been charged. But he's the most suspicious out of all Mm -hmm. of them. Even the serial killers ones. Like, I don't know. There's just not enough there. Like that one guy, he completely misplaced where the body should be. It was like 20 miles away or something, right? Oh, it was, yeah, it was, let me see, maybe quick, for Jeremy, who said he, like, drew, oh, like threw her into the river. water river. He, uh, it was, like, he was 60, way off. 60, like, five miles altogether. Yeah. Yes. In okay. Douglas County. Yeah. Which also they pointed out, um, I was reading, like, the science behind how her body was found. Because there was so much of her together, they think she was not killed there, but then her body was dumped there after it decomposed. Because if she was decomposing okay. there, animals... I'm so sorry, would have taken her yeah. and strewn her different places. But because there was so much all in the same place, even if it was kind of brushed around, it points to the fact that she probably decomposed and then was put there. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's weird because, oh, but they weren't all, okay, you're right. Sorry. They didn't find all her bones in a row. They yes. were just there. They were all so close together. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay, you okay. would think if there's things for animals to yeah. do what they do with, parts of her would be a lot would be farther go- away. Yeah. That makes sense. I am very interested too. I don't know if you, if any, either of you looked at something, I'm sure we could Google, but not that I care to learn about the decomposition process in a bunch of detail, but I would be very curious because I know there are certain factors that you can put a body through to make them decompose slower or faster. I am very, very curious to to see if they can figure out when she died. Yes. I know mm-hmm. they, they say, I saw somewhere, forensics believe it was close to her abduction date. But how can you know that for sure when you, you she could have been bones. dumped? Yeah. yeah. So. With a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. I'm hoping whatever information they have, it, it comes out soon and... 2004, you know. man, come on. Well, they only found her because the vultures were there, like for a deer that was nearby. Yep. yep. Freak yep. thing. And a good Samaritan. Just send that out. Yep. I would piss myself. Dude, if I saw oh, vultures, yeah. I'd be like, oof, gross. And go the other yeah. way. But that's the case. Yeah. That is. Um, it is still active, the investigation. So if you listeners have any information about Patrice's kidnapping and murder, you can contact the Georgia Bureau of Investigation tip line at 800-597-8477, or you can go to unsolved.com and um, type out a tip in there. Yeah. These ones are always so good, but they make me sad. Aaron, you better come with a I survive case next week or I'm 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 suing. Give me a mystery. I'm ready. <sighs> I feel like we solved this one. I mean <laughs> I think all of Reddit thinks they yeah, solved this one. <laughs> correct. Correct. Thank you, everyone who gave evidence or proof or comments. Here's, here's comments. <laughs> I said I'm done. But you gotta think. <laughs> that that little sliver of time for time of opportunity, you have really gotta just Maybe you've, you've stalked her because her schedule was similar every day. Yeah. That's all. I'm, I'm just leaving that. I think it's too little time to be crime opportunity. Crime of opportunity. Because she's on that busy road. Yeah. Yeah. If she was, like, back in the middle Yeah, nowhere. and it is in daylight. Because we know there are crimes of opportunity. They do happen in a short time. Yes. I feel like a lot of times they tend to happen more at night. But, Yeah. 
that's the thing that really gets me. Yep. Someone and had to have seen something. Oh, that's the thing is like potentially something was seen and still we don't know anything. That's so true. it's very much a mystery, sadly. Yeah, they really focus on the cars and the ring, so maybe more information will come out about those. Some web Soon. sleuth thinks they found the ring on eBay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They're like, if it's truly so one of a kind, like Rob said. And I was like, okay, that's just a dig at Rob, I think. But I mean, yeah, it's... find the ring. Yeah, find the ring. Someone yeah. pointed out someone has a hitman. The ring could have been payment. Oh, yeah. Because that wouldn't affect was... anyone's bank accounts, and it was probably worth a good chunk, you're especially if he knew no, someone. Yeah, no, there's no bank trail. Then mm-hmm. <sighs> we can speculate all day. <sighs> yeah. Well, with that, what was this? 70, actually 78. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, group topics. So next week we'll come at you with our separate topics. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any suggestions for those or a future group topic, please email us at SinisterSunrisePodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have any kind words or would like to leave us a rating room review on iTunes, it'd be much appreciated. Um, or you want the sweat glow. Yeah. yeah. You know what you got to do. want the sweat glow. That's true. Uh, follow us on Spotify or any other platforms that you listen to us on. Instagram, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Facebook, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. And we do have a TikTok. Oh, yeah. Thank you to someone on TikTok. Hold on. Oh, oh bless them. If you think we're not reading those comments. <laughs> I cried in my car. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, back it up, Keisha. Woo! Back it up, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're coming right in. <laughs> you come to. I'm so glad you guys have a TikTok. I've been binging your show and don't have Facebook or Instagram. This is fantastic. You're fantastic. Thank yeah, you are. Thank you. So Thank yeah, you. if you want to follow us in there, it's sinister, sinister, sinister underscore sunrise underscore podcast. Other than that, wraps up today's episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Nope. Stay sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.